Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to episode two of Cooking with Chef Topher. Today, we'll be going over a few money-saving tips. Now, keep in mind, these tips are just a few. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of money-saving tips. And if I went over them all, this episode would last four days. Feel free to send me your favorite kitchen money-saving tips or tricks, and they may end up on a future episode of Cooking with Chef Topher. Be sure to like and share this podcast and the Cooking with Chef Topher Facebook page. Help me get these tips, tricks, and recipes to as many people as possible. And remember, go to the Cooking with Chef Topher Facebook page and vote on how many times a week you would like a new episode. Speaking of new episodes, the next episode of Cooking with Chef Topher will be Monday, January 30th. In that episode, we will be going over a stuffed crust pizza recipe with homemade pizza dough. It's not as hard as it sounds. It only takes about a half hour. Don't don't fret. It's easy. <clears throat> Let's move on to some money-saving tips. With prices on the rise and money getting tighter and tighter for millions of families all over, these tips could potentially save you hundreds of dollars a year. In fact, at the time of this podcast episode, the average savings for a family of four is about $960 a year. That's an extra $80 a month. Now, I don't know about you, but I could use an extra $80 a month. And you can spend it on whatever else you need to spend it on. It's really the easiest thing in the world to do. It changes absolutely nothing except for name and cost. Three words can save you money. Always buy generic. The majority of things you commonly purchase for your kitchen have a store brand as well. These store brands are almost always made by the same companies that make the name brand equivalent. In fact, 90% of what an average family buys weekly is available with a store brand. Companies like Heinz, Hunt's, Domino, McCormick, Quaker, Del Monte, Swanson, Diamond, and many, many more make unbranded or store brand items. Some of the commonly purchased items that are available in store brands but made by these large name brand companies are flour, sugar, rice, pasta, beans, spices, boxed cake mixes, oatmeal, vinegar, nuts, dried fruit, canned vegetables, canned soup, broths, and condiments. <coughs> Want to save even more? Household items, over-the-counter medicines, Frozen foods, dairy products, and even batteries are all made by the large manufacturers but available as a store brand. In fact, milk is made on a local level. So chances are, in our area here, we have uh, Pet Dairy, P-E-T Dairy. That's the big manufacturer around here. Well, what most people don't realize is that your store brand milk that costs $2 less for a gallon is literally made by the same dairy. It's all local. So chances are your big name dairy in your area is also making your store brand milk. Now, there's only a couple items that I personally buy that absolutely positively need to be name brand. And this is because the off-brand are not made by the same company. And off-brand is is superiorly inferior to these and that's aluminum foil plastic wrap and olive oil 
The store brands of uh, oil, foil, and plastic wraps are not made by the large companies, like I said. And when using olive oil, it's extremely important that it isn't low-grade or cut with vegetable oil. And that's exactly what happens with the store brands. So really, those are only the three things. There, there's maybe two or three others that, that you got to worry about, but they're not that common to purchase. Um, so those are really the only three things that people purchase on a regular basis that you need to worry about you know, having name brand instead of off-brand. Everything else, buy off-brand. Save yourself money. You know, two or three, two or three dollars for a gallon of milk, you know, 50 cents for a can of peas. Well, heck, it all adds up after a while. Now that I've helped you save some money, it's time to learn a new dish. Slow cooker beef tips. Now you can save even more money by cutting your own beef for this, but it isn't an absolute requirement. You can buy beef stew meat that's already cut for you. I will tell you that if you buy the pre-cut meat, it's going to cost you a heck of a lot more. You can buy, you know, what amounts to one, maybe two chuck roasts and cut it yourself. And it's going to cost you probably 20 bucks. Or you could buy three pounds of the already cut beef, the uh, stew meat. And that's going to probably cost you about 30 bucks. So... You know, it, it depends on what you want. Do you have time to cut it yourself? Do you have the extra money to spend? Do you want to save money? But again, it's not an absolute requirement for you to cut your own. It's just going to save you some money. And it, it honestly, I think it's fun. <clears throat> for this recipe, you're going to need a frying pan, a crock pot, a large bowl, a medium bowl, some measuring utensils, two to three pounds of cubed beef. Again, I buy a, a roast and cut it myself to save some money and also because I think that cutting uh, meat is fun. You're going to need some salt, pepper, garlic powder, steak seasoning. I use Montreal steak seasoning, McCormick's Montreal steak seasoning. You can use whatever you want, just any type of steak seasoning that you have on hand or that you like or want. Um, All-purpose flour, butter, beef broth, beefy onion soup mix. Now, you can use regular onion soup mix, but honestly, the beefy onion soup mix works so much better for this. Uh, two cloves of garlic, some Italian seasoning, Worcestershire sauce. It's Worcestershire, not wash your sister, not, you know, any of those other Worcestershire, you know, none of those other funny names, Worcestershire. Uh, and a little bit of oil. It doesn't matter what kind of oil, uh, vegetable oil, canola oil, um, olive oil. Again, you know, my preference is olive oil. Uh, that's just me. I also like to uh, use grapeseed oil in a lot of things. But again, that's just me being a chef and, you know, being picky about certain oils and certain other things. <clears throat> First thing you're going to do is you're going to mince your garlic. Now, you're going to want to peel and cut it. You know, peel your garlic. Again, to peel garlic, the easiest way is cut off the top, cut off the bottom, and then slide the side of your knife underneath the peel, and it should pop right off. Um, you're going to want it really small for this. So you're going to slice it like you 
normally would. And then you're going to slice it and slice it and slice it. And then you're going to chop, 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 chop. You're going to mince it. You're going to make it as small as you can. You, get, you want it small for this. So mince it good and set it aside. If you're cubing your own beef, you're going to want to trim off the fat cap on your roast. And the fat cap is that uh, white part of, with all the fat. It doesn't have to be 100%, but you probably want about 90% of it gone. But you're going to trim that off. You can set it aside if you want to process your own tallow or anything like that, but most people don't, and, you know, the best place for that is the trash. Um, or, you know, I mean, I don't know if you've got pigs or, you know, you feed your dog weird things or whatever, but... It's up to you what you do with it. It's just not going to be used in this recipe. So you're going to take that roast and you're going to cut it into one-inch cubes. And you're going to put those cubes in a large bowl. Now, if you bought, went ahead and bought the already cut beef, it's already cut up for you, just go ahead and set it aside. Uh, you don't even have to dirty up a bowl if you don't want to. Um, it'll, make, it'll make your life easier, but... You don't have to. <clears throat> now in the small bowl, you're going to add one cup of all-purpose flour and one tablespoon of steak seasoning. You're going to mix these together and set them aside for just a minute. You're going to take the bowl of beef cubes that you have, add a quarter tablespoon of black pepper. I'm sorry, quarter teaspoon, not tablespoon. Don't be adding a tablespoon. You're going to be, you're going to be spicing. Uh, quarter teaspoon of black pepper half teaspoon of salt and a half teaspoon of garlic powder and mix it all together and try to get it, you know, coated halfway decent. Um, now to that bowl of beef, you're going to add your flour mixture and you're going to mix it well. Uh, you're going to want to ensure that your beef is evenly coated, as evenly coated as you can. Now that that's done, if you use your hands to do that, and you didn't use gloves, uh, I highly recommend you wash your hands really good, soap and water before this next part, um, but you do you. <clears throat> now, you're gonna take your skillet, place it on the burner, and in your skillet, you're gonna put two tablespoons of butter and one tablespoon of oil. Again, I use olive oil, but really any type of cooking oil will work. You're gonna turn the burner to a medium-high heat. When the butter is about uh, three quarters of the way melted, you're gonna go ahead and you know swish it around, get, make sure that your that your pan is nice and coated on the bottom, and you're gonna add about half of the beef. You're gonna let that beef cook for about about two minutes, and you can move it around during this time. You're not trying to cook it the whole way through; you're just trying to sear it, trying to brown that flour on the outside just a little bit. Um. So the best, uh, the beef may, may leave behind some bits on your pan, and that's okay. Take care of that in a little bit. After searing the beef for about two minutes, you're going to take it out of the pan and add it to your crock pot. Your crock pot is not on at this time. Just, just put it in there. It's just a holding dish so you don't have to waste another bowl. Now, you're going to add the other half of the beef and do the same thing with it. Two, about two minutes and add it to your crock pot. Sear it for about two minutes and then add it to your crock pot. Same thing, don't worry about little bits that are stuck to the pan. We're going to take care of that in just a second. Now that the beef is in your crock pot and all seared off, 
You're going to put the skillet back on the burner. Your burner still should be on medium to medium high heat. You're going to add two cups of beef broth, one packet of beefy onion soup mix, your minced garlic, one teaspoon of Italian seasoning, and two tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce. You're going to mix this together. Your best bet is to use a wooden spoon. Um, And you're going to scrape the bits of beef and flour mixture off of your skillet. This is commonly called deglazing. And it's it's a kitchen term you may hear me say again in the future. You're going to deglaze the pan. This is what I'm talking about. You're going to basically scrape the bits of whatever off of the pan into the mixture. It just adds a little bit more flavor and makes cleanup a lot easier. Now you're going to let this mixture cook for about three minutes, two, maybe three minutes. You don't want it to boil, but you don't want it to be a rolling boil, but you want it to get nice and warm. And... It'll mix all those flavors together for you, basically. It pulls all the flavors together. Um, After this is cooked together for about three minutes, you're going to go ahead and add it to your crock pot. Now, you're going to... The whole thing. Pour the whole thing in. You know, make sure it all gets in. Now you can turn your burner off because we're done with the stove for now. Um, You're going to go ahead and place the lid on your crock pot and cook on low for about six hours. Don't worry, the liquid is going to thicken up, and it's going to thicken up nice. You're going to, it may thicken up to the point where you have to add just a touch of beef broth for the last hour to thin it down some. And there you have it, slow cooker beef tips. This is best served over mashed potatoes, rice, or egg noodles. It's also good by itself. Well, I hope you enjoy this recipe as much as I do. And remember, I'll post the recipe on the Cooking with Chef Topher Facebook page after this episode goes live. And while you're getting the recipe, remember to answer the survey and share the page in podcast. I'll be back on Monday, January 30th with some new kitchen hacks and a recipe for stuffed crust pizza with homemade dough. Until then, happy cooking.